cocktail. Happy hour, CWG. Begin. All right, here we go. Awesome. The girl, the technology lurking. We have 40 people watching right now, so I guess we really should start. So, Ian, 100th episode. Congrats. Amazing. I can't believe it, right? We're already to 100 episodes. And it's crazy because, you know, I joined in around what, halfway around episode 50. And so, you know, I feel like I've been a big, a big part of this process. And of course, I love being a part of the podcast. It's so fun. Uh, we get awesome comments and get to share great stories with everybody. But, you know, like I said, it's been 100 episodes, and I've only been about halfway through. And you've been along for for the long haul. You're one of the founders. And so this is probably something really special for you. This is probably like I don't know, seeing a child go off to college or, or graduate or something like a proud parent moment, I guess. Do you, do you kind of feel that way? Well, I think it's crazy because the start of this podcast was like very kind of organic, just like seat of your pants type thing. Where we're like, let's do a podcast. And then Ted was just like, Paige knows radio, like just start it. So it really was just like just this organic thing that just began pretty quickly. And then we were like, oh, you know, we'll do like a couple episodes. But like now it's been two years, 100 episodes. Um, and like going through some of the, the data that we have listeners all over the world. We have like a big support system in Mexico, which like was surprising. Um, and, you know, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Music, it's on all these different platforms. So it's definitely been a cool experience. Um, and, but yeah, didn't think we'd have a global pandemic that I'd be recording from Boston and you in Santiago. That was kind of unexpected, but the new normal, I guess. <laughs> Life goes on, right? The show must go on. And, and so, yeah, it's so strange that, you know, this is the new normal we're living in. Nobody expected this to happen. And I think we're really lucky, or at least I feel really lucky that we've been able to continue doing the podcast uh, basically like normal, just doing it remotely instead of doing it in the studio like we did before, right? And so I'm really glad for our listeners, for us, for everyone that we can, we can still broadcast this. So I think, you know, obviously nobody wants to live in a pandemic, but I think we're luckier that it's happened in 2020 than if it happened maybe 20 years ago. This this wouldn't be possible for any of our listeners. Yeah, um, I completely agree. It is, uh, we are lucky it's happening now. And it's, it's crazy too with technology that, you know, I've had a few listeners tell me you can't even tell that um, you're in Santiago and I'm in Boston. So it is crazy, we're so far away and yet we're still able to record some of these episodes. Uh, so now that we have, you know, almost 30 watchers, viewers right now, we just want to do a plug of please ask questions. You know, this is the first time we're doing this. We've never really shown our face since we're a podcast. We're always kind of, you know, these mystery faces. So ask away, ask anything. Keep it a little PG, though. I, I would ask that. <laughs> but yeah, ask about the podcast. You can ask about our experience in Santiago and Chile. Um dynamic, anything. And as always, remember that this podcast is for dynamic English. They offer online classes. 
and hopefully soon in-person classes once this global pandemic comes down. But um, yeah, you can do classes online, very easy. So dynamic English. And please, if you don't subscribe to the podcast, do it on Spotify, do it on Apple Podcasts, wherever there's podcast platforms and leave a review. Yeah, and in addition to that, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, we we also aren't just Coffee with Gringos at Dynamic English. We have a lot of other social media channels. We have other teachers that do great videos on YouTube. We have Bernadette, we have Jesse, we have Anai Saura out now offering all these great videos to show as well. So if you haven't had a chance to check them out or any of those videos, you can check that online with our YouTube channel, the Facebook our Facebook account, Instagram, Snapchat. I know Snapchat's not super popular here in Chile, but it's a really big one in the States that we love to use. And I think even recently, Dynamic English joined the TikTok game. So I think now even you can hop on our TikTok and you can see some great videos. So if you're really only engaging with Dynamic English through the podcast, we really encourage you to check out all those other mediums because they're really great, awesome content, and the teachers have a lot of fun, just like we do. So we want to encourage all you guys to, to get out there and check those out also. So now that we appeased our bosses and did all the plugs, I'm looking <laughs> at some of these comments. Uh, one that stuck out to me is name our favorite Chilean food. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Favorite Chilean food. Hmm. I'm going to go first because while I have a lot of Chilean favorite foods, there's one that sticks out in my mind that is the absolute favorite. And for me, it's pastel de jaiba. Mm. I love pastel de jaiba. Uh, okay. On a cold day, a warm day, if I'm at the beach, if I'm in the city, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's so delicious. And what's great about Chile, what I think food-wise is so – I'm from the Midwest in the US, so we're very far from the ocean, really, really far from any fresh seafood. So for me, just having access to fresh seafood like I have here in Chile is just a real treat. So for me, anytime I can take advantage of the really good seafood, I'm a real happy camper. And so, you know, if I see that on the menu, a real good pastel de jaiba, it's my go-to usually on the menu. That's, yeah, that's fair. I I'm not a seafood fan, so my apologies. Um, I know. I know I'm from Boston, too. I get a lot of shade for not like <laughs> It's a common thing for me. Um, yeah. But I would say, honestly, for Chile, the bread. I mean, I ate so much bread when I was in Chile. And I mean, my body didn't love it, but I loved it. It was delicious. <laughs> they served it with everything. Um, and even just like variations of bread besides like obviously the different types of bread, but like sopapillas I really liked. Uh, what was the uh, calzones rotos? Like Ooh, that yeah. Just like a lot of starch for sure. But that was, I, I miss that for sure. And obviously like empanadas. I mean, you can't not like an empanada. It's delicious. Of course. And what's your opinion on... Completos, though. <laughs> what, what's your opinion on uh, completos? That's a real I know. question. Well, the thing is, is like, I don't really enjoy a completo. Don't hate me because I don't like mayonnaise and they put a lot of mayonnaise on it. I know that's like a sin to not like mayonnaise. And <laughs> but um, I'm going to take a, a hot take on that and I, I don't like it. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. That's really good. But yeah, I'm thinking of some other ones that are some really good ones that stick out. Um, I really like curanto, which if you're not sure what that is, it's like a it's kind of like a seafood stew. So okay. it's like a really good broth that includes, you know, sometimes like chicken and sausage along with different kinds of seafood. So oysters or mussels, clams. And oh, it's it's I think it comes from Chiloé, really. It's a traditional dish from Chiloé, but you can kind of eat it in most places now. And like I said, I just I can't stay away from the, the seafood here. It's it's incredible. Another to change gears a little. Uh, another question that I saw was, what is the most challenging thing that we've experienced as hosts of Coffee of Gringo? Wow. That's another know, good that's one. A, that's, a, that's quite a shift. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Let's think about it. What's been challenging? I, um, could go, I could go. Speaking as an audio person, I think because, you know, this is a kind of organic podcast that's not our bread and butter, like we are a language learning institute, finding the right place to record sometimes was difficult. We did my apartment a lot in Las Condes, which was okay, but like you still heard the micros, sirens, sometimes the dog barking in the hallway, someone is doing construction. That was always kind of a headache because you just had to roll the dice and hope that it was a quiet day in, in my apartment. Um, and then when we moved to some of those, like, um, what are those like shared office spaces? It was also like very echoey or the AC was on. So like me as an audio person, I was always like, Ooh, I don't love like the studios we're working with, but we made it work. And I think it still sounded good in the end, but it was definitely a little toss up some days. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's those unexpected audio things or when you have noise in the background. There's always some kind of problem when you're dealing with technology or a recording of some sort. So uh, that's always a challenge. And I, I think sometimes for me, um, I think the challenge on the transcription side sometimes is if we say something that's really, really colloquial to the U.S., Sometimes it's kind of tough to really try to explain that in a second language in the right way. It doesn't really convey the same meaning exactly. So I think for me, maybe that sometimes, but I always try my best to try to, to relate it uh, to our listeners to, who, who maybe don't speak English um, so well or who are new to the language so that they can understand it. And um, yeah, to pause a little, since we kind of went in a little hot was, I hope everyone has a beverage because this is a happy hour. Ian, what are what are you drinking? Today I'm drinking a Patagonia 24-7 Amber Lager. Mm -hmm. Is that made in, in Chile? I think it's Argentinian, actually. Oh. So that's that's the big <laughs> hiccup. I, I made a mistake right off the bat. It should be in a scudo or something, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I, I'm back out here in Cajon del Maipo. Um, I'm staying with a friend. So uh, one of our other dynamic English teachers, uh, Ethan Schuler. Uh, he's a great teacher if you want classes with him. Uh, he's out here in a cabin in Cajon del Maipo right now. And he invited me to come join uh, out here just to kind of get out of the city. So I had to um, I had to carry all my supplies with me from the city to uh, to Cajon del Maipo. And so my options for bringing beer out here were a little limited. So uh, apologies to 
to anyone, Chilean well, listening, to those from Argentina listening, uh, I like the beer. So uh, like what yeah. are you drinking today? I know I'm, I'm obvious for those that don't know, because of coronavirus, I, I, I flew home. So I'm in Boston where I'm from and don't have access to Chilean beer. So I went with a local of my city of Boston, uh, Trillium, which oh. is a really, a really good craft beer. It's one of those beers where you can only get it from the brewery. So I went maybe last week um, and it's it's really good. It's pretty hoppy if you like IPAs, which is my favorite. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good beer, uh, and obviously because you can only get it at the brewery, you know, it's kind of a special occasion thing, which I thought today was. So I treated myself. Definitely. Well, let's give a big cheers to everyone yeah. before we go on further, right? So cheers! cheers. Everyone have their, uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone, thanks for joining us today. Perfect. And just reading another comment I saw earlier, um, there's a few people who asked us um, even what our names are. So maybe we can just <laughs> say again our names for those who are new. So uh, everyone, I'm Ian. Um, I'm from the US and I've been living in Santiago for about three years now. Ooh. Sorry, I was trying to turn you down on my phone. No worries, we'll see. Oh, we got a good fresh look at your palm there. Well, hopefully okay. this will... Did it freeze free up? It looks like it froze up. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, geez. <laughs> there we go. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll introduce myself as well. I'm Paige. I'm from Boston, as I said earlier. Uh, lived in Chile for about two years before I came back. Basically, end of March when everything kind of exploded with the coronavirus. So had... Kind of a sad, abrupt leave of Santiago, which was a bummer, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, as Ian said, started the podcast about two years ago um, and just been going along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so I think for some of our listeners, like, and even myself included, you know, we're so interested. We, we talked at the beginning of the transmission about, you know, how you started the podcast Mm -hmm. And, you know, how it's been a hundred episodes already. And, you know, what are, what are some moments at the very beginning that you can remember with starting the podcast that you, did you ever think, oh my gosh, how are we going to pull this off? Or this is something somewhat new for me and kind of, I guess, what were the hiccups and some of the lessons learned, I guess, along the way? Yeah, good question. Um, I think what was so great about it was that it was really a small team. So me and before you, the other co-host Mariah, were really given all the reins. Like Ped and Andrew were great, where they were just like, do the podcast and like make all the decisions and we'll just kind of check in. And I really liked that because we were able to really experiment a lot. We got to workshop the name. We got to um, produce the intro and um, really like launch it from the very beginning where like I put it on Spotify, I put it on Apple Podcasts. So for me as a radio person, it was really just such a great experience. I mean, lessons learned, I think um, the things we learned of episodes people like the most, definitely like more topical things, uh, more entertainment than like the grammar I feel like 
those episodes do a little better. Shorter the episode is always better. Sometimes we have a topic where like we could just talk forever, but you really need that like 10 to 15 minute sweet spot. Our listeners just don't listen anymore. Um, sure. I think we like struggled with some equipment. So we got better mics and like had more various guests and stuff. Um, and yeah, like the, the start of the, the podcast, like Coffee of Gringos, it was kind of interesting because in most countries, Gringos is offensive. But in, in Chile, it's not, it's endearing. It's just like, you're from the US. Um, and we kind of use that title to play off a lot of two years ago, a very common thing that was happening was like, have a coffee of a celebrity. Like it was all that kind of buzz. So we were like, oh, like we want a podcast that's just conversational because me and Ian learned Spanish in the classroom and it's all about the grammar, which the grammar is important, but how you really learn to speak is just speaking. And so we really wanted a podcast that just wasn't rigid. It wasn't like, I'm at the airport. I'm checking into my flight like a robot because you don't talk like that. And so being in, in Chile for two years and like also realizing that like, wow, I'm not prepared from my high school level Spanish. It was like, wow, all I to, to get better. It was just talking like out at bars, out at restaurants, hanging with friends. It was just talking. So we wanted a podcast that really trains your ear of just what you're really going to experience on a day to day. And so it's not really structured and that's kind of the point we want it just to be native speakers talking because that's what you're going to hear if you travel and need to use english i think you i think you hit it right on the head there the whole idea of it is you know when you're learning a language in school of course it's important to learn those foundations you you want to understand the basics the foundational aspects of a language but once you have a good a good level you really just need to practice. It's like anything else in life, right? And so if you just sit and read a book that says the ball is blue, yeah. the cat is black, you know, this gets very boring very fast. And again, like you mentioned, when you're when you're traveling, when you're working with international partners, when you are watching videos on the internet, you're looking at memes on Instagram, those are the real life experiences and the real life opportunities that someone's going to get to speak to someone in another language, right? Mm -hmm. So while it's important to cover those foundational aspects, it's really more fun and, and really, I think, more beneficial to have those conversations or to listen to two natives like ourselves having a conversation because these are the kind of things they don't teach you in, in classrooms. What helped me when I was in Chile with learning Spanish is just, just speaking. And, it, I, and that's the hardest thing is like getting over being embarrassed, you know, because learning a language is tough. If people say it isn't, they're lying to you. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. And as an adult, it's hard to learn because speaking is so basic. So it's like when you speak like a child as an adult, it's embarrassing. But once you get over that hump of just not being embarrassed, making mistakes, learning from the mistakes, that's when you really reach a new level of language learning. Um, but back to the comments, because I love everyone. Ask questions, comment. There was one I thought was interesting was, since we're native speakers, Ian, someone asked what accents in the US are most hard for us? Um, <laughs> I, I love this question. I love this question. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it would depend on where you're from, obviously. Like for me, Southern accents are really difficult. Like the thick Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, those accents. And they also have a lot of slang in those regions. Like every region has their own slang. So for me, it's it's difficult. I mean, I can still understand it, but you just kind of have to get used to even the tempo is different, the rhythm. What about yeah, you, Andrew? I kind of have to echo what you say, I think. Um, it's funny because I'm from the Midwest, but but kind of south in the Midwest. So, mm -hmm. you know, my friends tell me, my friends from the north, they tell me that I have a southern accent. And to me, I think I have more of a neutral accent, but I I definitely hear the southern accent where I live in Missouri, but the further south you go, I think the thicker the southern accent gets. So like you mentioned, the Alabamas, the Mississippi, mm -hmm. Texas, and for me, I think Louisiana might be the, the hardest. Um, when I went and visited New Orleans two times, both times I would be speaking with people, locals, and they were so difficult to understand. Um, of course, we're speaking the same language, but you almost think, is this person speaking English to me right now? You might want to ask them to repeat something. And, and like you said, they use different vocabulary and, um, you know, it's it, it's tough sometimes. And there's even shows in, in the U.S. I've told people there's some television shows that take place in uh, Louisiana and they even show subtitles on the screen yeah. for, for the English viewers because the accent is so thick and it's hard to understand. So. I would mostly say the South as well is probably the, the hardest. And in the US, you have different accents in all different areas and regions. But I think the South has its own unique um, accent in terms of comparing to other regions that makes it difficult. OK, so I'm going to throw a question out there for everyone. OK. So me and Ian are going to say ours, and we'll wait for some comments. So favorite episodes and moments of Coffee of Gringos, AKA CWG. Um, I can start. So whew, it's definitely tough because we've had a lot of good episodes. Um, I really, my favorite, I will say, are episodes that are a little more out there. Like I love the episode we did on old wife's tales and urban legends and like Guinness world records because I'm learning as we're doing the episode. I'm like, that's bizarre, or I didn't know about that. So I love those type of episodes that are just kind of unique. Um, but then also the guests. I love the guest episodes because you never know what you're gonna get. And again, like Dynamic English, we had a lot of guests from Dynamic English who are also professors, and they come from all over the world, from all different parts of the US. And so you always learn from them. Like one of my favorites, I think, was Mateo when he talked about writing his book for Valparaiso. <laughs> he told us about like his heartbreak and like how he ended up there. And it was just like a very engaging episode. I think we could have asked him questions for an hour. <laughs> I, I think so. It's so funny you mentioned that because, you know, like we invite somebody on to be a guest because we hear they're going to be interesting. They have something fun to say, but but sometimes like we don't even know the guests that well. Um, we've we both had guests come on to where 
it's the first time or the second time us meeting them. And so we learn a lot about other people, right? And so you, exactly like you said, we learn a lot about, you know, when we've had uh, Mateo on to talk about his book. And when we had, for example, we had Daniel on to talk about capitalism. That was pretty interesting. We also had Jesse on. We talked about gun violence in the United States and really just gun laws in general, which, you know, isn't a fun topic, but I think it's a really meaningful and a really interesting topic culturally that a lot of students ask me about and really want to get that perspective so they can understand the cultural problems that we face in the United States and in particular. So while they're not always like fun topics, they I think they're they're really interesting. So I think so, those things are really good. I don't see any in the comments, probably because there's just so many favorite episodes people couldn't decide. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next question I'm going to put on the screen will be funny moments and bloopers. Um, Okay, we I had a lot of blooper moments definitely in the beginning with Mariah. We just I mean, anytime you're learning like how to do a podcast, you're just going to mess up and learn better ways to do it. And um we would butcher the name a lot. Like we've called it everything. Like corner shop with gringos, toffee with gringos. <laughs> we've just called it like everything and it's it's really funny. Um and we've just said weird stuff that like wasn't even English or just like awkward and like phrases. I was like, did I just say that? Like, um, so we've, we've had some fun, really funny bloopers. Um, and then one of my favorite bloopers with Ian is, <laughs> don't hate me, Ian, but when we were, uh, we had our boss as a guest and he didn't remember his name. <laughs> That was a classic brain fart. <laughs> He's like joining us today as his very special guest, Andrew. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> and we Andrew. Were all just like, I was like, dot, oh, dot, no. dot, 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 Andrew. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> loading, yeah. loading. That's a real classic example of a brain fart. And for yeah, those that. of our listeners who don't know brain fart, this is a word we use in the US to say when you have something in your mind that you know. And for some reason, it completely escapes you. And so something that you always know when it comes time to say it, you don't know what to say. You kind yeah. of blank. And so in Spanish, it would be uh, uh, pedo de mente, pedo de cerebro. So it kind of explains itself, the meaning. So, yeah, I'd say that one was pretty funny. I think for me, some bloopers that are funny is just when we're recording, right? Because we're not really recording the episodes live. And so sometimes we'll say something and we'll stumble over our words. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe me more than other, maybe more than you. So, you know, welcome to coffee with gringos. I'm blah, 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 blah. Why did I say that? Okay. Let's start over. Uh, uh, wait, that's not the word. Uh, we're lucky this isn't live kind of things like that, you yeah. know? So it's the behind the scenes things that, that our listeners don't get to listen to when they hear the, fully recorded cast. Um, but uh, there's definitely mistakes that go into this folks. Don't, don't think we, uh, no. don't think we're seamless with our production. Cause that's definitely not true. <laughs> what, one of my other favorites, it's like a bugaboo for Ian. 
is saying what platforms are on. For some reason, he's like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Like he'll say things we're not even on. And I'm like, why is this list? There, there's too many so handles, hard. too many things for me to remember sometimes. I think, all right, how many social medias exist yeah. in the world now, right? It's hard to keep up sometimes. So, well, that's, uh, that's like the thing that happens when you do recordings is there's this thing that you always say that you know you mess up so then it, you like get in your head and that's for you ian is like you know that you mess that up so when it gets to it i'm like is he gonna mess up is he not <laughs> exactly it's it's hard to it's hard to keep up with everything and and all right, all right let's do this let's do this don't screw up don't screw up don't screw up don't screw up it's so minor but it still makes me laugh it's really funny yeah yeah exactly exactly and those are those funny moments we deal with that people don't really get to see behind the scenes, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have another, I have another um, interesting question for you. And I think it's a tough one because okay. we've had a lot of great guests and we're really lucky to have had them join us and talk. But what, I don't know, I guess what are one or two guests that really stuck out in your mind or you thought were fun guests to have? Hmm. Um, fun guess. I mean, I, they've, they've all been very good. They've all been very good. So thanks guests for joining us. Um, I think one, like I said, Mateo was really good. Jesse was good, especially because the topic, like he's from Oklahoma, which is like a conservative state. So like talking about gun policy, which is, and you're from the Midwest and I'm from the Northeast. So we just kind of learned a lot. And that's, that's what's really good about a lot of our guests, as well as like me and Ian, is we didn't know each other before. So when we're talking, we really are talking about this for the first time. So it's like pretty organic where I'm like, oh, wow, you can do that in Oklahoma? Or, oh, I didn't know that about your state. Or <laughs> So it is like very organic when we talk. Like we don't pre-script the episodes. We don't really know sometimes what we're going to say. And we like that because it it makes it uh, just like a real conversation. Um, so Jesse's been good, Mateo. Andrew was really good because he just has a lot of bizarre hobbies. So he's like into droning and like some of this stuff. He told us, I was just like, oh, cool, good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, we've had a lot of interesting guests, mostly because we've had guests from all over. So that's always good. What about you, Ian? Yeah, you bring up some good ones. I think um, I was going to mention Andrew as well, um, because like you said, he's had a kind of a strange or really interesting trajectory mm -hmm. ending up here in Chile, right? And so, you know, he worked at a ski station in the United States, met some South Americans, met Chileans who told him, hey, come down to Chile. We have great mountains, mm -hmm. we have great snow, we have piscola. We have everything, and that's what brought him down here. And ten years later, you know, he's he's in Santiago. He's got a, a you know dynamic English, and we're here today with this organization because of that strange trajectory, basically. So that one was fun. Um, another really? notable one was when we talked to Claire about wine. Yeah. Um, just because I am kind of an idiot when it comes to wine. Uh, before coming to Chile, I barely drank wine because wine in Missouri and in the U.S. is not very good. And if it is good, mm -hmm. it's really expensive. 
And so it's, uh, it's really funny to uh, come here and learn about wine, become more of a wine expert now that I'm in wine country and uh, enjoy it more. And she was able to tell us about the tannins and yep. what's a good tannins. wine, what to look for. And I just feel a lot more sophisticated now that we had the pleasure of talking with Claire. <laughs> you know, and like, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, you have to, because Claire is one of my favorite humans. She's so interesting. She says things um, that always make you laugh. So she taught us about wine in a very entertaining way. Um, and she also, we also did an episode just about Claire because she's such a character. We're like, just chat and we'll record you. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes there are those certain people that you have in your life where you could just turn on a microphone and let them talk and you'd have hours and hours and hours of interesting conversations and stories and, and all of that. So it's really good. Well, I think what we forget when we do the podcast is that it's out in the world like you can listen to it on all these different platforms and a lot of the topics we have are pretty personal like we talk about our lives experiences some of our fears our vices like we get pretty personal sometimes and i forget that people are listening and so it's funny like i was at a party in santiago and there was an episode that we did about drinking like what's your favorite cocktail what beer you like and I went to like talk to my friend and she's like, what do you want to drink? And the girl goes, oh, I know you don't like hard alcohol, so I'll get you a beer. And I'm like, I've never even met you. Like, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, I listened to Coffee with Gringos. She like knew how I liked my drink and like all this. I was like, I, was like, I guess that's flattering, but it feels like, in, like invasive because I'm like, how do you know this personal information about me? You should have known. You should have known what you were getting into, Paige. Yeah, it was. You just forget because we just kind of speak and it goes out there, and then I forget that people listen and lots of stuff that are out there about me. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess that's the life of a. Uh... Yeah, an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> what What about you, Ian? Have you had any like weird moments like that, or comments, or I don't know anything? Hmm. I think luckily not really. Maybe I've been able to stay out of the limelight a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe just like um, little comments about like on Instagram every once in a while or whatever about, you know, things like what you mentioned or just, uh, you know, we love your show. Like we lo I love seeing comments of people that are listening mm -hmm. and love looking at all our different viewers, for example. Something I didn't expect was I knew that we would have viewers from Chile, but mm -hmm. we have viewers from Argentina, Mexico, Uruguay, Brazil, yeah. most of the countries in Latam. And I love that, you know, we can really spread the word. And I've even seen other viewers in some Asian countries, in Europe, in the US. And that's kind of why we do this, right? We, we want to spread all this to everybody we can no matter where it is it's not limited just to chile or, or south america it's for everyone and so um as we're becoming these big and powerful influencers <laughs> <laughs> these sort of things happen but um you know it, it's always fun it's always no. good well i before i forget because like we're we're in we're in 
now 40 minutes. Um, as Ian asked about kind of just the launch of the podcast, as Ian said, he came about around 50 episodes in. If you guys listened from the beginning, the other co-host was Mariah, who sadly had to leave because she was going back to be reunited with her family in Minnesota. But we reached out to her because we thought, you know, this 100th episode wouldn't be possible without her. So we wanted her to make a video just to say hi to all the listeners um, and to tune with her. So I'm going to play that video now for you guys. Here we go. This is Mariah from Minnesota. Hi, everybody. My name is Mariah Wenka, and I was one of the original hosts of Coffee with Gringos. First of all, congratulations to Ian and Paige for carrying CWG forward and reaching 100 episodes. Perhaps more importantly, thank you to all of you listeners for continuing to listen to our voices. I really hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and that you've learned a thing or two about English along the way. Paige asked me to share some of my memories from Coffee with Gringos, and there are way too many to choose from. But a couple popped into my head right away, and a lot of them have to do with when we were first starting CWG. So. We used to bring coffee with gringos sitting on Paige's couch in her apartment in Las Condes. So I don't know what the recording studio looks like these days, but that's how it was for us. In the Super professional, I know. And uh, Paige has a lot of experience with radio and Paige is just like a natural at this. And I had never recorded my voice for anything and I was super nervous. And I remember the first time we recorded together, Paige was like, Ryan, are you, are you okay? Or, are you going to be able to do this? Because I messed up like a 600 time before we actually had content that was functional. <laughs> um, just in general, when we recorded Coffee with Gringos, we spent 25% of the time recording and 75% of the time laughing. It was a total blast, and you all were the reason we did it. Um, it just meant a lot to know that people were listening and enjoying listening to our strange stories and our goofy ideas. So uh, I'm really proud to have been a part of Coffee with Gringos. I'm, I'm proud of Ian and Paige for continuing it, and, um, and it was such a great project to be a part of. Um, now I live and work in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I teach English and citizenship to adults, so I've continued teaching since my move from Chile. I definitely miss Santiago. I miss my friends there, and I miss the city a lot. Um, and I miss the folks at Dynamic English and Coffee with Gringos. So thank you so much for inviting me to say hi, and have a great day. Bye. Oh, that was really nice. Yeah, really nice. So that's Mariah. She was the co-host before Ian. Let me unshare. Okay. I think Mariah is going to have to be a featured guest for us at some point in the near future. Definitely. Right? Now that we don't have these issues with having to have someone in the studio, we can just record online. I think, uh, I think she's another one we need to add to the list. Get some good feedback. Definitely. And like, like she said, it was, Ooh, <laughs> Oopsie. All a part of the process. All yeah. a part of the process. Yeah. It's that, never smooth, but we get it done. 
We're good. We're good. My 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 phone didn't break. <laughs> um, no, like that's what's funny is like she, because wh whenever you're being recorded, you're always pretty nervous. But again, like we don't record live, and messing up is kind of part of the process. So she like was so nervous, and then like became a natural after like two episodes. So, um, yeah, she she's definitely missed. We'll definitely have to have her as a guest. Um, so since we're, you know, 15 minutes left in this, we figured maybe we'll change some gears to just some personal stuff. So Ian, next question, favorite cocktail or beer? Oof. And this is a happy hour. I think we have to. You're right. It's, it's fitting. Yeah. Well, while I do think Chile has great beer, I really do. Chile has a great burgeoning craft beer scene, for example. There's some really good ones. I love Kunzman. I love uh, Cross. Um, what others? Um, the um, Volcanes de Sur. I mean, there's a lot of them. So I, of course, love drinking beer here in Chile. But I really have a soft spot for the American beers, North American beers. So. You know, in Missouri, there's a brewing company called Boulevard, where I'm from in mm -hmm. Kansas City. That's just, you know, hits right at home. I love the beer. It's delicious. And really, the U.S. in general has a lot of craft beer. So I'd say a number of craft beers. But I also like whiskey, um, Pisco, of course. Pisco is something that I never drank before coming to Chile, and it changed my life. <laughs> and it changed my family's life, my friend's life. Anytime I've had friends visit here, they try Pisco and they say, oh, my God, this is so good. Yeah. How do we not have this in the U.S.? It really and, is. And, yeah, and, and my family's same. So anytime I go home, it's it's an order I get from the family to bring bottles of wine, <laughs> bottles of Pisco, and all the good liquors from Chile. So I'd say whiskey, Pisco, beer are mostly my go-tos, but, you know, I'll drink anything if I – I have to. <laughs> I will say that's a thing. Like, because Pisco is such a novelty, like being back in the U.S., like I miss it. I miss the Piscolas. I miss the Pisco sours. Um, they're delicious. I mean, like you said, like craft beer in Chile is up and coming. My favorite brewery was Tamango Green Room. Mm. For, like love that beer that was such a good beer um but definitely i would have to say the pisco and like you said the wine coming from like the u.s i never drank wine until i moved to santiago and then it's just not only is it good but it's so affordable like it's so cheap and going to a restaurant i never never in my life before moving to Santiago would I order a bottle of wine at a restaurant because in the U.S. it's so expensive. I mean, they upcharge by like four times. Um, so it's amazing to go to a restaurant with someone, order a bottle of wine and not break the bank. And it's great wine. So I miss the wine in Pisco for sure. That's um, a really good point you bring up at the wine. You know, we talked about earlier in the U.S. I almost never drink wine or if I did, it was cheap. And not very good so i came here and you know you can buy a bottle of wine for three luca and it's delicious mm -hmm. you know I, I don't complain at all in the us the same bottle would cost 15 20 maybe maybe more 
So that's definitely something that Chile just knocks out of the park. I'd say best wine in the world. I'll, I'll give that to Chile. No, it's, it, yeah. I, I, and I just, I think like if you listen to Claire's episode, I feel like unfortunately wine is an elitist beverage and in Chile it's not. And I love that. It's very inclusive. It doesn't matter what economic background you're from. You can enjoy wine of your family. And I love that because you, you shouldn't be boxed out of the cocktail. So exactly. Good, good for you, Chile. Now we're going to move on to the next important question, which is somewhat associated. So what is your favorite drunk food, your favorite bajon, or in English we say munchies, right? So after a night at the bars, what are you just hankering for? What are you needing to get after the bars to eat? I will say this is when I'm drunk, I'm very hungry. So like this is common. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think if I'm in the U.S., it's always pizza. It's always pizza. In Chile, it was always McDonald's. I don't know if it was just because it was the only thing still open or like my nostalgia for the U.S., but partake in a lot of late-night McDonald's in Saskatchewan. <laughs> we talking Big Mac? Or are we talking dollar menu? What's your what's your go-to item? Um. I would get like a quarter pounder, definitely with fries. The fries was the most important. Um, yeah, McDonald's fries, just they can't go wrong. They're so delicious. Definitely. Um, and it's funny too, because I, I like don't eat McDonald's. It's only when I'm drunk. So it's like a, <laughs> it's a drunk thought. <laughs> what, what about you, Ian? Well, that's a good question. I, I think maybe in the US, it would be something like pizza like you said or maybe like um taco bell taco bell is a classic munchy place right because it stays up late and it's super mm -hmm. cheap so maybe that but i'd say here in chile i really like the uh i just go for the street food if i'm you know like out in bay vista or wherever you have a million food vendors and so all right i'm feeling a sopapilla or all right i'm feeling a completo a big completo with lots of lots of palta lots of mayonnaise Mm -hmm. I love it, um, which is funny because like you mentioned, when I'm sober, I'm probably not going to go for a completo. It's it's just a lot. It's really heavy. And I'm not the biggest fan of like hot dogs. But when I'm drunk, I want that completo really fast. So I'd that's say that's probably my go to. I think that that's something I love about Chile, too, is you can get street food everywhere, all times. Like in the U.S., it's not as common unless you're in like a big city. But like you're on the highway and you can buy food at the tolls. Like you can buy food anywhere. And it's it's amazing. Like at the beach, like they're walking around. Like you really have great access to lots of snacks. Not good for the body, but like great for the hunger level. Um, but yeah, definitely McDonald's and pizza is, <laughs> is, is my go-to. Um, and other question, right? What was one we had? I saw on the on the comments, um, what was the question? Yeah, so papillas is definitely some people, a lot of people say complete those, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you go to Plaza de Armas and I think that's like only complete those. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like you said, you have a million options, right? Where I'm from in Missouri, it's like you better hope somewhere is open late at night after the bars and you can get there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you walk out the club in Bella Vista and have at it. You got it, so many options. It's great. Another good question, and I think because obviously this is a language learning podcast, we've all gone through it. We've all had embarrassing moments. Um, embarrassing moments with learning a language. Um, I have so many, but one that really sticks in my mind is when I was in Mexico. I like, by the time I was in Mexico, I felt like I had a grasp on Spanish. I'm looking at the menu, but the problem is, is every country you're in, they have their own words, right? So I'm at the menu and it's like chips and guac. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want some chips and guac. I was very confident. I saw that word in another menu and I was like, this is, this is chips. Like ordered it, didn't even look it up, no problem, getting my chips and guac. And they come to the table with no chips, just guac with grasshoppers on it. So the word, <laughs> the word that I thought was chips was actually grasshoppers. And like, I guess I should have known better because it is like common in Mexico, but like had no idea. And I was like, what the hell is in my guacamole? Because when they fry grasshoppers, they look like grasshoppers that just died two minutes ago. Like, it's not like they're chopped up and you can't tell. It's like, it is like a grasshopper jumped into your guac. I was like, oh, definitely messed that word up. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely an exotic one. For our listeners who might not know Grasshopper, this is Saltamonte. So mm-hmm. imagine a fried bug, a fried insect inside of your guacamole. And I know Paige was not expecting that, like she said at all. So that makes it really funny. <laughs> yeah, when you expect chips and you get insects, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit of a uh, difference there. But I did try it. I did try it. It's very difficult to get over the the aesthetics of a grasshopper, but it really has no taste. It's just it's just a crunch, just a crunch. So if people like a little extra crunch, I respect that. But I I couldn't get over the look because it it's it's <laughs> like it like it just looks like it just died. So I was like. Mm. Hard pass. Yeah, it adds a little texture, a little crunch, but uh, not sure if it the it's exactly what you're looking for. So yeah. But what about you? Man? Any embarrassing language bloopers? Well, of course, I've had words that um, you know, as I was learning Spanish or improving my Spanish, there were words that you get confused. You think they just translate over from English to Spanish, and you end up sounding like an idiot. And that happened to me for a while. So one example I think of is for a while, I would say actualmente, uh, thinking that I was saying actually, when that's when really in Spanish it's saying currently. So I'd be saying actualmente, actualmente, actualmente. And it made no sense. And I had people looking at me like, what the hell is this gringo saying? And so we go back to talking about making mistakes when learning languages, right? And so that was one where finally someone told me, hey, man, I think you're using that word wrong. I think you should say this. I think that's what you're saying. And I thought, oh, my God, I've been saying this word for two months and no one corrected me. I just sounded like an idiot this entire sounded like an idiot this entire time. And so uh, that one was funny. But the one that really sticks out in my mind is when 
I got my first day in Chile, my very first day. I went to Barrio Brazil, where I was going to live. I went into a, an almacen, a little shop, just to buy an empanada, something to eat. And of course, my Spanish was terrible. And I asked the owner, Hola, me gustaría una empanada vino, por favor. Something really slow and terrible. And the owner came back to me in super fast Chileno, saying all the Chilenismos, weon, sipo, cachai, everything. And afterwards, I had to say, um, Perdón, puede decirme otra vez, por favor? No entendí. Mm -hmm. And he just went on a, on a rant of, why is this dumb gringo in my store trying to buy my items? And it was a really big eye-opening experience thinking, all right, well, this is my new country. This is my new home. And I got to learn the language. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, speaking of that, I just saw in one of the comments, way on. I forgot about that word. Oh, I, I kind of miss it. Way on. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we can just do this for a little bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that that's true. I mean, there's so much Chilanismos in Chile. Like, you think you're fluent in Spanish and you go to Chile and you're like, what are they saying? <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely tough. Um, but yeah, I think we can probably wrap things up since the Instagram feed ended. I think this was great. I loved all the comments. It was nice just to uh engage with listeners which we've never done before and just to celebrate together that we've done a hundred episodes which is really crazy to think who would have thought you know uh when coffee gringos was born we had no idea what we're doing and now we're at 100 episodes two years in um it's really been great and i love uh, seeing a lot of comments about how the podcast has helped everyone learn uh english and just how much it's helped them professionally, socially, personally. And that's awesome because that is that is the goal of Coffee of Gringos is just to to train your ear, to help you, to make you feel more comfortable with the language. So love that. <laughs> I agree totally. Continue to listen. <laughs> I agree totally. We love seeing all the comments. We love that everyone who joined, you guys are great. You're the reason why we do this. And you're the reason why we meet together every week and have these fun conversations. Obviously, it's great for us. We enjoy it. But, you know, we do it for you guys. We want you guys to improve, to learn, to have fun. And, you know, if you're ever uh, in a situation with a gringo, we want you to be able to talk just like them and really impress them with your skills. So we want you, again, encourage you to follow us on social media, follow all our channels you know, all our other teachers who do great content, great videos to learn. And remember, we have a lot of classes available still with Dynamic English. So you can have private classes online, you can have group classes online. And, you know, even though we're in a pandemic and we can't have classes in person, we still have a great way to communicate, great way to learn. And we don't want to let some stupid pandemic ruin our language learning. So don't get your head down, you know, keep staying encouraged, keep learning the language. And like we said, it's a process, you know, it's not something that's going to come in, in a day or in a couple months or maybe even in a year. It's something you have to constantly work on, but we want to be part of that process and really help you reach your English language goals. Okay. 
So yeah. again, we really appreciate you guys joining and we're going to keep putting in those hard hours and, and talk about the hard subjects and, and everything for, for you guys and, and for ourselves. Okay. Yeah. And like in the spirit of this whole episode of engaging, please reach out to us. I know that you can't see our faces on YouTube. We're not as present since we're just audio, but reach out to dynamic. Tell us what you want to hear, what episodes you might want us to talk about. We're always open and love the listener engagement. So please don't be shy. Tell all your friends, continue to listen. Uh, and thanks for joining us for this special occasion. Cheers. Exactly. I'm out, but cheers to everyone. Salud. Have a great night, everyone. See you next time, as we always say. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.